0: You are Locked on balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast,
1: part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked on Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. I hope everybody had a great weekend. There is a lot to cover on today's show as a lot's been going on over the last few days. The last show was on Thursday. That show was previewing the NBA draft. Well, that's come and gone. We now know where Tennessee's players are headed, with three players being drafted on Thursday night. Really a historic night for Tennessee basketball in the draft, plus an opportunity for Kyle Alexander. I'm going to go over all of that in segment number two. I'm going to open up the show with Tennessee football. Tennessee had a good start to the weekend on the recruiting trail. Tennessee landed a very important commitment in the 2020 class. I'll tell you about that coming up. In just a moment. In segment number two, I'll get to the NBA draft and the opportunities now for several Tennessee basketball players. And in segment number three, Tennessee fans continue to wait on news of another basketball player. Is he a future Tennessee basketball player? I'll get to all of that on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find the show on the Himalaya app, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you subscribe to the show as soon as it posts, It should be right there in your feed anywhere you get your podcast. So remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review as today's show is presented by twillery.com slash locked on. I mentioned a moment ago that Tennessee landed a big commitment in the 2020 class, and I mean that literally and figuratively in this case. Tennessee received commitment number 10 in the class from offensive lineman Cooper Mays out of Knoxville Catholic High School. Cooper is a four-star offensive lineman he is a guy that projects to play on the interior, likely to play at center in college. And as a four-star prospect, a guy that Tennessee has really gone after very heavily since this staff arrived at Tennessee. The previous staff recruited him very hard as well. Cooper has been such an important target for Tennessee for a number of reasons. One, he's a really good football player. Two, he's at a position of need. Number three, you want to keep those legacy guys, especially those located right there in your backyard in Knoxville at Tennessee. And Tennessee has done that to this point with Cooper Mays. Cooper is Cade's younger brother and the son of Kevin Mays, who was a really good offensive lineman at Tennessee. Cade, of course, committed to Tennessee as a part of the 2018 class, but ended up switching his commitment to Georgia and went to play for the Bulldogs and played a good amount last year as a true freshman. Cade is a very talented player so is his brother Cooper. Cooper is not as highly rated as Cade but he's still very highly rated and he's still again a coveted prospect for Tennessee. So landing Cooper is really important for Tennessee because of all the reasons I mentioned but also, Tennessee has been able to continue momentum here in the last couple of weeks, landing commitments out of East St. Louis from defensive back Antonio Johnson and offensive lineman Javantez Spriggins, And then after that, defensive back Lovey Jenkins out of Ocoee, Florida, committed to Tennessee. So in the last couple of weeks, Tennessee has landed four commitments to get to double digits in the 2020 class. Now, as I said a month ago, and I said in the last couple weeks, and I'll repeat to open this week, there was a long way to go in this class, but Tennessee has put itself in a really good position with a big number of prospects. Wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett checked out Tennessee this past weekend. The LSU commit has continued to consider Tennessee, and that becomes pretty obvious when he decides to visit Tennessee. And Jesse Simonton of AllQuest noted last week that that he thinks it likely comes down to Tennessee or Maryland for Rakeem Jarrett. So he has remained committed to LSU, but Tennessee has remained in play. And that's something to remember with a number of these guys. Justin Rogers is a player who committed to Kentucky several weeks ago, but he has continued to keep his recruitment open. And there are a number of players that are going to do that, whether they commit to Tennessee or commit elsewhere. That's something to keep in mind as well. Some players who commit to Tennessee... Tennessee will have to fight to hold on to. Tennessee is fighting to hold on to defensive lineman Jordan Davis, the junior college player who is committed to UT but has checked out other schools. And then Keyshawn Lawrence is a defensive back from Innsworth High School in Nashville. Tennessee has been a school that has very much been in play for Lawrence and has been considered the favorite, I think, to a number of people covering recruiting. But he checked out Miami this past weekend, took a visit down... To Miami to see the Hurricanes program now being led by Manny Diaz. And whether he commits to Tennessee or to Miami sometime soon, assuming that happens, the other school is going to continue to fight for him. And other schools could maybe try to get involved as well. So that's going to apply to a number of prospects. But Tennessee landing Cooper Mays is really important as now the Vols have landed two offensive linemen in the last couple of weeks. Tennessee will continue to go after several highly-tatted players. Richie Leonard was in town this past weekend. James Robinson came back for a visit last weekend. Chris Morris is a very important offensive line target for Tennessee. Now, he's somebody that has a number of big-time offers, and it's going to be difficult for Tennessee to land him, but Tennessee is in a fine position. For him right now, the state of Tennessee, as I've talked about a lot on this show, is also going to be so important as Tennessee goes after guys like Tyler Barron, a teammate of Cooper Mays, by the way, at Catholic High School. So Tennessee landing Cooper can't hurt Tennessee's hopes of landing Barron, uh, who also has a family connection to UT. Jay Hardy from Chattanooga is a guy that Tennessee really wants. Amari Thomas is a four star defensive tackle from the state of Tennessee. And there are a number of other players at different positions. That Tennessee is going after inside the state of Tennessee so that's something to continue to monitor for recruiting as the Vols also landed their first commitment in the 2021 class this past weekend four-star wide receiver Jordan Mosley committed to UT I'll also mention when I say that it's a long way to go in this recruiting process we still have six months to go about that until players are signing in the early signing period there's also a football season to go, and that's going to play a big role in what happens, I think, with Tennessee's 2020 class. If Tennessee's able to go win some games, Tennessee doesn't have to go 9-3 and three this year. But if Tennessee can get to a bowl game, which it absolutely should, and even do better than that, if it can go win seven games, eight-plus would be huge. That's something that Tennessee can sell. If Tennessee's getting blown out by its major opponents, though, if Florida and Georgia and Alabama beat Tennessee soundly, That would be no good. So Tennessee needs to win more games. It also needs to close the gap some, in my opinion, because this past year, Tennessee lost six games by 25 or more points. Tennessee does not want to have that on its resume this upcoming season. Jeremy Pruitt doesn't want to lose six games by 25 or more points, period. Uh, But from a recruiting standpoint, the better Tennessee can do on the field, the better chance Tennessee will have to close on a number of these big-time prospects that Tennessee is going after. And that's the main goal here. Being in the top three or five for your most highly regarded prospects is nice, but finishing second, third, or fourth doesn't do you any good. You need to finish first with more of these players, and that's what Jeremy Pruitt is working on. Coming up next, it was a really good night on Thursday for Tennessee's basketball players now headed to the NBA You'll hear from Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens talking about Grant Williams and some thoughts on Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone, and Kyle Alexander, their opportunities coming up next right here on Locked on Vols your team every day and today the show is presented by twillery.com slash locked on a great place to go if you are looking for new shirts to add to your wardrobe and different kinds as well at twillery smart casual just got smarter and cheaper they have performance dress shirts available that breathe and don't sweat they have non-iron shirts i just got a non-iron shirt from twillery a couple of weeks ago never iron or dry clean again doesn't that sound great? Untuckable shirts, casual shirting, cut to untuck, and the Friday shirt. It feels like a polo, looks like a dress shirt. Here's what you do. Go to twillery.com slash locked on. Use the promo code, all one word, locked on for $25 off. Twillery.com slash locked on is the URL and use the promo code locked on, all one word, to get $25 off. Again, twillery.com slash locked on. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thursday night went really well for Tennessee basketball players in the NBA draft. The excitement started with the 22nd pick when Grant Williams was selected by the Boston Celtics. I think this is great for Grant as he goes to a really solid organization. An organization with a good coach, good GM, and... They've been good the last few years. This past season was disappointing, and this offseason is going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Celtics roster. Kyrie Irving is expected to leave. Al Horford is expected to leave as well. So they have to replace some veterans. But Grant goes in as a guy that I think fits in really well with what Brad Stevens is looking for. He's looking for a smart guy that can come in and understand his role, and they're probably going to ask Grant to play right away. You never know with rookies coming in, in the NBA, but the first pick for the Boston Celtics was Romeo Langford, who left Indiana after one season on campus. Is he going to be ready right away as a guy that's just a little more than a year removed from high school? Maybe. We'll see. But Grant's a guy that's been in college three years and really can pick things up quickly. We'll see how his game develops, and Grant knows that he has some things to work on. By the way, he has time. It's June uh, before camp opens up for the Boston Celtics, and what happens on day one does not tell us the entire story of what's going to happen the entire season but I think that Grant's probably going to play early and often for the Boston Celtics I think he'll be a rotation guy for Boston in year number one listen to what Brad Stevens had to say this was Thursday night after Grant Williams had been drafted by Boston the Celtics head coach Brad Stevens talking about what stood out about Grant Williams and what Brad Stevens likes about the former Tennessee star super smart um, is a guy that you know I kind of look at it as a, a a guy with a point guards mind um, you know he's he, he can you can run offense through him at, at the elbows on the block um, at the top of the key he can really he can he just he thinks the game he's a tough tough guy um, and he's a he's a versatile player who can shoot the ball um, didn't shoot it as much from three they didn't need him to do that. But his shot looks good, and uh, we think that'll that'll be a pretty easy transition for him. And you know, I, again, very intelligent. Um, you know, and and so we're looking forward to having him. We we think he translates well, and you know, just a you, you couldn't be more impressed with a kid when you sit down with him. So you can tell there, Brad Stevens is a big believer in Grant Williams. He thinks that jump shot is going to be good enough at the next level. Kendrick Perkins was really offering praise for grant williams ability the things that he can do perkins was grant williams coach at the combine in chicago back in may and reading some comments that perkins made on espn's the jump he said quote on the defensive end this guy i coached him at the combine he literally can guard one through five meaning the point guard all the way through the center position he does it all his shot has gotten better he scores he's got a nice mid-range he finishes around the rim He's very athletic, and he's an underrated shot blocker. So Kendrick Perkins, a former NBA center, a guy that was a bit undersized at his position but was really respected as a locker room guy, Perkins' career was extended even after he had dropped off physically because teams and his teammates had such strong appreciation for the way that Kendrick Perkins did his job. So for that guy to then sing the praises of Grant Williams tells you something. Somebody else who was singing Williams praises after he was drafted number 22 overall by the Boston Celtics, Gary Parrish of CBSSports.com. He covers college basketball and does a little bit with the NBA as well. And he said this on CBS's broadcast Thursday night, talking about Grant Williams and why he is such a valuable prospect for a team like Boston.
0: He played in the most athletic league in the country, and he got the he got where he wanted to get consistently. He was the two-time SEC Player of the Year for a a reason. And if you just look back on recent drafts, uh, the same thing people say about Grant Williams is what they said about totally different players, different positions. But you'll get the point. When you ask people about Fred VanVleet coming out of college, they'd say, I don't know if he's athletic enough. I don't know if he's tall enough. But man, he just knows how to play. Just knows how to win. And we look up, Fred VanVleet went undrafted, but he just won a world championship playing a key role uh, here recently. Uh, Same thing they said about Jalen Brunson coming out of college last year. I don't know if he's tall enough. I don't know if he's a good enough athlete. But man, he knows how to play, knows how to win. Got drafted way lower than he'd get drafted if we would redid that 2018 draft uh, again tonight. Uh, it looks like NBA franchises are learning. Uh, let's just take guys who are awesome at basketball. Grant Williams is awesome at basketball. This is fine with me.
1: I'd say fine with a lot of Tennessee fans who happen to be Boston Celtics fans as well. And I also wonder, will there be more Boston Celtics fans in the Knoxville and East Tennessee area and throughout Big Orange Nation because Grant has the best chance I would say of playing a big role next year or playing a big role on a good team because the other two guys Admiral Schofield and Jordan Bone they go to teams that are in tougher positions right now let's go to the guy who is drafted next Admiral Schofield he was taken with a 42nd pick by the Washington Wizards I actually like this really well for Washington because That's a franchise that needs somebody like Admiral Schofield, a guy that will put his head down, he'll go to work, and he's going to give everything that he has, and he knows that he has to do that. Admiral's a second-round pick, and he should get a contract and I think be playing in the league probably. He might see some time in the G League next year as well as a rookie. But Washington's a franchise that's kind of going through a tough time right now. John Wall, their star point guard, is out with an Achilles injury. There are questions about what will happen with Bradley Bill, as the kind of future of the franchise, still a young guard, a a guy who played at Florida, one of the best two guards in the NBA, but he could be moved. Ernie Grunfeld, the former uh, Tennessee great, was actually fired a few months ago as the GM of the Wizards, was there for a long time. So it's a franchise that's going through a transition. Washington took Rui Hashimura from Gonzaga with the first pick and then in the second round took Admiral Schofield. Those are two guys who are so well-respected for the way that they work and the way that they play. We'll see if Hashimura was the right pick because a lot of NBA draft analysts are saying that might be too high for him there as he was a top 10 pick by the Wizards. But in the second round, there's such little risk, and then there can be the upside of getting a guy that still has room to grow in his game. I know Admiral's a senior leaving college, and often in the NBA discussion, a guy that's a senior can be talked about as somebody who's tapped at his potential. That's not the case. Uh, he is a Tennessee guy, but you know Josh Richardson's an example of somebody who continued to develop during his time in college. He went to the Miami Heat in the second round, spent a lot of his rookie year playing in the G League, used that to develop his game, and look at Josh now. He's one of the... Most important two guard wing players, defenders in the NBA. He's a very important part of the Miami Heats franchise. And I'm not saying Admiral's gonna become Josh because again, Josh is a really good player in the NBA, but I would say that Admiral has the potential to become that kind of player. I don't know that he would be as good of a defender in the NBA as Josh because Josh is really good there. But Admiral's a guy that I think will have the ability to hit outside shots. Teammates are gonna love him. And he's a guy that's going to work as hard as he can to do whatever is necessary for whatever team he plays on. So I think a really good uh, opportunity for Admiral to maybe get some playing time on a team that needs some help. So he goes with the 42nd pick. And then the pick that created the most emotion because you've probably seen the video with the reaction from Jordan and his family when they find out that he's selected. If you haven't seen it, I'll share a link in the show notes. So check that out. Uh, but. Josh Bone, Jordan's brother, who is a former Tennessee guard and is now the manager for Jordan, he's talking to the group, and Jordan had apparently just spoken for a moment before them. But they don't think that Jordan's going to be drafted, and I I think he had gotten some information that led him to believe that that was the case. But uh, yeah, I was watching the video by the way, and I was thinking, don't give up here because Grant Williams was actually on the Eric Ains show on WNML on Friday, and Grant said that he told his family right before the fifty seventh pick. Jordan Bone is going next. I promise he's going next, and then Jordan went next. And ESPN had him in its mock draft going number 57 to the Pelicans. I talked about that on Thursday. So I thought it was kind of weird that they were giving almost a concession speech with Jordan not being drafted before the draft was over. But that also tells you how stressful that time can be and how big that situation is. I mean, Jordan Bone is trying to find out what he's about to do to begin his professional career and in that moment doesn't think that he's going to be drafted then he finds out that he's been selected it was confusing on Thursday to follow because there were so many picks that had been traded Admiral's by the way he was picked by the Sixers but that was a pick that was being moved to Washington then with Jordan it was a Pelicans Hawks and ultimately Detroit Pistons pick so the family goes crazy celebrating with Jordan and good for him that's a guy that bet on himself He declared for the draft, and most of the reaction was, Jordan Bone's not getting drafted. And he decided to stay in the draft. With the combine, he really impressed a lot of people. He tested extremely well, and that started to get him some more attention, and mock drafts started to have him there in the late part of the second round. And there he goes, number 57 to the Detroit Pistons. And Jordan, again, will most likely be playing in the G League for most of this upcoming year. But that is an opportunity for him to play, get some reps, And continue to develop his game and then maybe get some time in the NBA. And in his second year, having a good chance to be with the NBA team as they have some contracts coming off the books after next year. So I think for the three players, a good spot Grant Williams to Boston, Admiral to Washington, Jordan Bone to the Detroit Pistons. And then also, Kyle Alexander will play in the Summer League with the Miami Heat. We'll see what that means for him moving forward. Will he play in the G League? Will he go overseas? but uh, Kyle still has a long way to go with his game. Rick Barnes said something on the radio on Friday that I totally agree with, and I've tried to mention a time or two. Don't forget how talented these guys are. They're great stories, going from where they were ranked as prospects and how they received very little attention their first and second seasons in Knoxville, at least going into the second season for Grant and Jordan. But these guys are also talented. You don't get to the NBA without having talent. They put the work in, to get here. There's no doubt about that. But Grant, Admiral, and Jordan, also Kyle, they have legitimate talent as well. They put the work in, and that talent was discovered by these NBA teams. Good luck to all these guys as they get ready for Summer League action coming up in just a couple of weeks. Coming up in the final segment, Kerry Blackshear Jr. Watch continues. Tennessee's in a good position here, but Tennessee continues to wait. I'll get to that coming up next here on Locked On Vols. Your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show on the brand-new Himalaya app. You can find it on Apple and Google Podcasts. Also, Spotify. Spotify is heavily involved with podcasts, and it has Locked On Vols. So download, subscribe, rate, and review Locked On Vols. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Word came out over the weekend that Kerry Blackshear Jr. had decided to not take a visit to Texas A&M. That was the thought during the week was that Blackshear would likely take a visit to A&M, where his former coach at Virginia Tech is now coaching, Buzz Williams, and then after that, Blackshear would make a decision. Then on about Saturday morning, word came out he's not going to go to A&M, so the thought was, okay, it's down to Tennessee and Kentucky, and then as the weekend went along, it looked like, okay, maybe it's not Tennessee versus Kentucky. Kentucky's in play, but it might be Tennessee versus Virginia Tech, that there was actually a possibility Blackshear could just stay in Blacksburg and finish out his college career where it began Evan Daniels of 247 sports was hinting at that it's not Tennessee Kentucky might be Tennessee versus Virginia Tech Florida had remained in play Arkansas was a school that was recruiting him so we'll see there was also a thought that he could have something done by Sunday and then Sunday came and went now depending on when you listen to this I should note maybe Kerry Blackshear will have announced his decision But we went through the weekend without Kerry making any kind of announcement at least. Doesn't mean a decision has not been made. But an announcement to this point has not come out. So we'll see what happens. And the longer Tennessee fans have to wait, I know the more stressful it can be. But it's a big decision for Kerry Blackshear. And that's just the time we are where you can hop on Twitter. You can hop on message boards. You can listen to a podcast. And uh, it caused you to think more and more about it. If Tennessee lands Blackshear, it's a huge addition. I really can't stress how important landing him would be for Tennessee's basketball team considering the lack of proven play or the lack of scoring that we know can come from the front court. And then Kerry Blackshear, we know, can come in and immediately add that considering what he did last year, scoring 15 points, grabbing seven and a half rebounds per game for a really good Virginia Tech basketball team. So we continue to wait to see what happens. Tennessee is in good position, though. I think Tennessee has reason to feel good about its chance of landing Kerry Blackshear. But until it becomes official, I know the stress of waiting can really add up for Tennessee's fans. We'll see what happens. But this, again, is also a reminder the way that Tennessee basketball has grown the last couple of years shows what kind of interest level there is in Tennessee basketball as well. If Tennessee lands Kerry Blackshear, it makes things very interesting in the SEC, and it makes Tennessee probably a top 15, top 20 team heading into the preseason. That is going to do it for Locked On Vols today, presented today by twillery.com. I appreciate you being here today. If you want to send me any comments or questions for the show, I'm on Twitter, at Josh underscore Ward, and you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ward. send me a message a question or a comment for the show on what's going on with tennessee anytime thanks again for hanging out i'll see you again next time on locked on balls